Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. I'd like to welcome Ayush to the AI Podcast. Ayush, can you do a quick intro about yourself? Thank you for having me, Tony. Uh, my name is Ayush. I am a chief data scientist at one of the startups here in Atlanta called Mojin. And we uh, deal with geospatial location data and generate actionable insights from that data. Very cool. And uh, I, I hear today's topic is something of high interest to a lot of people, which is uh, eliminating biases, uh, more specifically um, in word embedding. Now, can you Describe to me what is word embedding? Uh, word embeddings uh, in the last decade or so have revolutionized natural language processing. And uh, word embeddings are essentially a way to establish relationship among words which, uh, which share a context or might not share a context. So it's a way of, uh, it's intuitively, it's basically decomposing a word into a vector. And then if you subtract, you can essentially subtract words as you, as you would subtract vectors to essentially identify the difference in them. So for example, if I subtract the word he from she, then uh, what I would get is a vector along the gender direction. So it makes it very mathematical. And for an example, uh, let's just say how it's helpful is, let's just say we're building a training algorithm to predict the next word. And in our training algorithm, one of the sentences we have is, Jane likes a glass of orange juice. Now we've trained, uh, this is one of the examples in a training example, we build our model and we're predicting a word and this is the sentence we're given. Uh, the sentence is, Philip's, uh, Philip likes a glass of apple dash. Now how would our algorithm know the relationship between apple and orange, that they're both juices? And this is what we can achieve through word embeddings because uh, even though we haven't encountered the word uh, apple in our uh, training sequence, it identifies that uh, as also has having the ability to be converted to juice as it is for uh, orange. And how is it able to do that? And the reason, the way it's able to do that is imagine someone giving you a training data set of words with features that describe the characteristics of that words. For example, the gender, age, food, size, cost, all these features. Uh, it would be impossible to get hands on such a data set for every word. But this is where deep learning comes into play, where through an uh, uh, algorithm called autoencoder and decoder, we can generate these word embeddings that uh, essentially establish context among different words. And you can see how that would be really uh, valuable uh, in NLP. Oh, that sounds really cool. So um, so I guess the next question is, you know what, why is there biases? And 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 a further question is, you know, how why is you know, de-biasing a word embedding required? That's a great question. So uh, let's take a step back and think about the impact that machine learning has in the real world. We see, we're seeing driverless cars, we're seeing machine translation. Uh, you go to Google, uh, it auto-completes your search, a classic example of NLP. So we see machine learning and NLP around us every day. Uh, but these NLP algorithms, these algorithms learn from the text written by humans, and this text uh, and this text could belong to different eras, and which are subject to different kinds of bias, such as gender, ethnicity, sexual biases. And in fact, there's a paper written by Paulo Bassi uh, called "Man is to Computer Programmer as Woman is to Homemaker." 
So essentially what that does, it sheds light on uh, the bias that the resultant NLP algorithm has developed because there was a bias that existed in the text that it trained on. So debiasing word embeddings uh, hi highlight the bias, uh, sorry, basically this paper uh, called uh, highlights the bias in the model, enforcing an unhealthy gender bias, that's what they focus on. And some of the observations they made were that uh, the association they made through word embeddings was father is to doctor as uh, mother is to nurse. So th these are the kind of biases that are introduced in the algorithm as to uh, basically reading these texts. And that's why debiasing is required so that we draw the right conclusions. That's really cool. So I, I guess the, uh, the, the, the big question is, you know, how would you eliminate the biases in the actual word embeddings? Uh, so there are three steps that the paper followed. Uh, first was to identify the bias direction. Uh, for example, they worked with gender bias and to identify the gender of the bias directions, they subtracted the, the gender vectors with one another to get the, sorry, I'm going to repeat that again. Uh, so to identify the direction of the gender bias, they subtracted vectors with high degree of association with male vectors from the female ones. For example, subtracting uh, the vectors associated with the words he and she and dad and mom. This gave them a subspace in which the bias exists. And then the second step was to debias. So the subspace of bias that they got, they removed that bias from the words that did not have a gender component. For example, doctor, programmer, nurse they should not have a gender component. So they removed, they basically subtracted this subspace that they got from that. And then the third thing is equalization, which is going back to these gender specific words and subtracting that bias direction with that as well. So that the only residue we get is gender, no other direction. So by doing these three steps, they were able to eliminate the gender bias from the words. And what they did, uh, so there's one step essential that I missed in all these steps, which is to uh, separate uh, gender and non-gender words so that appropriate uh, action can be performed on them. So all they did was basically train a simple linear classifier to separate them and then debias and equalize the words. Oh, that's cool. Okay, okay. Um, what, 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 so what do you, um, I guess, where do you envision like uh, the future of, of biases in the word embedding vertical? So I think the, the way this is headed is uh, we deal uh, on a daily basis uh, as machine learning developers, we never build an algorithm from scratch. We have a help of a lot of packages that have been built over the time. And I think it's high time that um, we make the devising a part of NLP modules as well, which are widely available and uh, used by all the data science and machine learning experts working in this field to cleanse their word embeddings of any kind of bias before we even start building the model. Have a universal framework that everyone agrees on is required. Think of it as uh, data cleaning. And the other thing we can do is we have a lot of corpus that, uh, that essentially a lot of people work with to train their NLP models. We can label and identify different corpuses uh, and associate a score with them to identify the level of bias associated with that text. So when we see a research and we see a corpus associated with it, we automatically know the assumptions of uh, the algorithm with that. Ah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. 
Um, yeah, man, I that sounds like um, you know, there's there's still it sounds like there's still a lot of work in this area, which um, obviously just obviously just means that um, you know there's a lot of um, a uh, lot more uh, jobs that are going to be open up in there. Um, are you are you looking? Are, what's your what's your future um, uh, prospects on on uh, someone that wants to pursue a career in uh, eliminating biases in in techs? Uh, as I mentioned, I think uh, the opportunity in this field is to. Uh, uh, especially, specifically working with biases is to start with uh, the challenges we have currently, which is to start working on a standardized module. Think of building an SK uh, scikit-learn of biases in the sense that you have an open source library that people can use to cleanse their corpus. That would be a huge advantage and that's the opportunity right now to basically work in this field. Ah, very cool. Awesome. Uh, do you have any other uh, parting thoughts on um, on on biases uh, within text um, that you'd like to tell the audience? Definitely. Uh, I think mainly uh, the example that was given in this paper was with respect to gender biases, but I think we can apply the same principle to other biases as well. Be very mindful of the, the text that we uh, essentially use for building our NLP models, not just blindly use a paper, use a corpus that has been used multiple times in research. I think this is a great uh, eye opener in the sense that, and one of the major integral steps when we think about data cleaning in NLP is to also think of it in terms of bias as to how much bias does the text have that we're building our models on. So we uh, have a mindful eye about that. Yeah, that, that seems to be a big problem, right? So you have to actually like be very mindful on how the thing works rather than just using it blindly. Um, I, exactly. I feel as if a lot of people just uh, take a take an algorithm off the shelf uh, and just use it more of a black box rather than fully understanding how it works. And right. uh, and, and that's not really the, 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 the way to really approach a, a problem like that. Yep. And this is a classic example, again, of uh, not just looking the algorithm with the lens, but also looking at the data. I think both of them are very important components of building a good machine learning system. So this is another example of showcasing that algorithm is important, but understanding your data is even more so. That sounds like a like really good advice, uh, solid advice, Ayush. Um, well, thanks again for having you on here. Um, we'd love to get you uh, on again. Um, what, what is your uh, future topic that you, you'd like to talk to the audience uh, next time? Thank you for having me, Tony. And uh, currently, uh, I'm working on an algorithm called uh, YOLO, which is you only look once uh, for object detection. Uh, so definitely, uh, once I have uh, my results, or maybe I can conceptually share why it's proving to be a very reliable algorithm when uh, people do object detection and images. That sounds like an awesome topic moving forward. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening in to the um, AI podcast. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.